What's going on, everyone? Thank y'all again for tuning in to the Truth Be Told Hosea 4-6 podcast. Thank you again for listening. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining the, the discussion. Uh, following us on social media. Um, and just just ride along with us through this journey. Um, we've had, a, the, I guess, the previous episodes have been kind of uh, um, a little... A little different from what we usually do, um, but uh, we're we're trying to have more uh, dynamic conversations and 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 various uh, of various topics um, to kind of kind of tap into just you know conversations, man, just to discuss anything and everything that relates to millennials, relates to us, relates to us as people, and hopefully be able to. Share some light, shine some truth, and um, yeah, change some lives. So, um, without further ado, um, let's let's jump in, man. Um, I know uh, I'm a NBA fan. Trevor is more of an NFL fan. Yeah, so I've been kind of keeping up with the NBA a little bit. NBA just released the playoff picture. And it's looking, um, it's looking pretty, pretty decent. Got some nice matchups. Um, let me see. Let me pull it up. I should have pulled it up. But uh, I know my Houston Rockets mm-hmm. are fifth right now. They're supposed to go up against. Uh, supposed to go up against um, Oklahoma City, which is interesting because their okay, point see. guard, Chris Paul, mm-hmm. we traded him to i think we tried did we trade him yeah we traded him to okc for russell westbrook and um this is like it it was a lot of skepticism like you know he wasn't going to be playing um he wasn't going to play a single game in a in a okc jersey and if they didn't trade him he was going to be sitting on the bench he was going to have a bad year like all of this stuff all of this uh, speculation surrounded but he's actually been doing well and they're in the playoffs I wonder, so, if it, I wonder if it's because, uh, you know, he's been praying to uh, somebody over in Egypt or something. Oh, he might have been. Yeah, somebody gave me the download on him. He was like, man, go check his Instagram out. I was like, oh, okie dokie. Well, what type of stuff he into? What are we going to be talking about today? I mean, I don't, <laughs> a lot of these folks, I'm trying to figure out where they at. But anywho, let me, before, <laughs> before we get into that, how do you feel like with, with, you know, with sports and, and COVID, like with basketball, because to me, I don't even I, – I if I was a basketball fan, I wouldn't even think that this would be considered a season. Um, I don't well, know how to interpret it. I think I think the biggest thing is it it's already the season. They're just trying to finish it. Yeah, yeah. And then figure out everything for mm-hmm. next year. Yeah. Um. So yeah. – I mean, it's it's all at the end of the day. It's all about business, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If if you you give the fans what they want, they're gonna watch it. You know, oh, yeah. they might complain that they can't be there physically, but they're gonna watch it. And mm-hmm. and, and in order for you to make money, you have to produce a, a, a product. And them producing the product is playing basketball, putting it on TV, um, you know, and and going from there. So. Um, I think I think it's fine. Um, I, I'm not really an avid TV watcher anyway, so it's not that big of a deal. But um, it, it gives me something to to keep up with. Like I said, I'm a Houston Rockets fan, and I kind of fell off with the whole COVID thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it just gives me something to keep up with. Yeah. With all the. 20 other things I got to keep up with. <laughs> yeah. You know, kind of, a, you know, you're your a place of, you know, common ground. If you're a fan of, of sports and stuff like that, place of peace almost, if you would, with, mm-hmm. you know, what all's going on in the world and, right. you know, COVID and stuff blowing up and this and that. And the third, because I'm, I'm thinking like with football, I already hear the arguments. Whoever will win the Super Bowl this year, or if they even make it past September, let me say that. I don't think they're going to make it past September in the NFL. I think it's going to be uh, 
uh, an interruption, mm. uh, you know, in the season. If if it's like more than 10 people that break out with coronavirus during the season, they're going to shut that thing down. Mm-hmm. They're going to put a pause like, like the NBA. Right. But I think like the argument is going to be like, well, man, this was a fluke season and you had people that didn't show up and play, you know, they, they, you know, that's why y'all won the Super Bowl and, you know, this, that, and the thing like, man, it is what it is. You know, they won, you know, you don't, you don't right. get to the NFL or NBA, MLB by being garbage. You don't, you're right. the elite of the elite right. in what you do, you know, right. physically, mm-hmm. you know, and so mentally as well as a certain capacity, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, it'll be interesting with sports. That and that and that that's actually a good point. And to that point, I think with the NBA because all of them had the same amount of time where 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 they weren't playing mm-hmm. and weren't practicing, it eliminates that excuse of, well, you know, y'all were resting and y'all did this and y'all had this opportunity. It's like, nah, you know. We all had the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. So whoever whoever wins it, wins it fair and square. We played the same amount of um, scrimmage matches. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We all mm-hmm. got our win back and got our got our feet back up under us and, and getting mm-hmm. back into the, the groove of, of things and the speed of things. So, you know, I think I think that'll kind of if anyone tried to pull that excuse like you know, like a fan or a player or whatever. I think that kind of debunks it, but um, yeah, yeah. You know, it's gonna be off. You know, fair and square. You know, like I said, it's, it's just gonna be interesting to see what's what's gonna happen going forward. You yeah, know? Um, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I watch football. It just it's not gonna seem like football mm-hmm. because of what we're going through today, you know, our coronavirus. And I know Washington said that uh, they will not have any fans, but it doesn't matter. There's people that took shots at that. They was like, dude, y'all didn't have fans in the first place. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, man, too bad for the other, for the opposing team's fans. Y'all can't fill up Washington stadium no more. So, you know, I don't know what any other team is going to do with fan situation, but I'm thinking like, you know, with both L.A. teams and then you have mm-hmm. Oakland, uh, I'm sorry, Las Vegas Raiders mm-hmm. who have brand new stadiums. Mm-hmm. You know, that was a big anticipation. You yep. know, I mean, these are like, you know, they put at the AT&T Stadium, Cowboy Stadium to shame, you know, mm-hmm. with with you know, the latest technology, how they doing stuff. So there was a big anticipation with fans filling those up and, you know, enjoying and all that. So right. I'm not saying they're not going to be hurting for money, but um, I don't know how that works, how they use, you know, ticket sales with, with you know, maybe paying that stuff off. I don't know. You know who knows? But there's people with degrees that deal with that, and I'm not one of them. So, yeah, you know, you work for those, for those fancy smanchies in the NFL. NBA, y'all figure that out. Be above my pay grade. Exactly. I'll take that money, but you know, I don't, I don't exactly. want to take the headache. <laughs> the headache, no. Keep that. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, I know some. I know a lot of us been been kind of paying attention. Matter of fact, let me start here. So, I had a conversation with a elder man in the faith, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of, you know, he's he's hip to the streets. You know, um, so I said, hey, man, what do you what do you think about Beyonce's new stuff? Mm-hmm. And um, I say, because she's kind of buzzing right now on social media. And uh, so he was saying, you know, what are they saying? I was like, you know, she's kind of paying tribute to some African spiritual systems. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like um, pulling from different ones. And, you know, as we was talking about some of her videos, was it Lemonade, her new song, Black Parade, and then Black is King. And so he looked at it as um, artistic, if you would. Mm-hmm. And um, I said, okay, I said, you know, that's, that's, that's pretty interesting, like visual art, so mm-hmm. to speak. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, well, you know, I took that into account. I was like, well, 
you know, there's there's some other folks that's looking at it as she's blatantly telling you that she is no longer a Christian. Right. This is her belief system. But it's it's kind of pulling from so many different and I don't mean so many different, but like you can kind of pinpoint what she may gravitate towards, but it's also a combining of other spiritualities from Africa and Africa's past. Right. But that's more reflective of young people today, of millennials, of Gen Zers, of where are you at spiritually? So you might hear the conversation of, you know, I believe in God. I just, I'm just don't, I don't do religion. I don't do Christianity. Um, you know, I, I believe that Jesus was this, uh, you know, he was that. And for some cases you, you may get that Jesus may not even existed, but right. it's a return to the religion of, of your ancestors. Mm-hmm. And some people are trying to figure out why. Mm. what's the what's the issue you know mm. so why jamal why are they returning uh your guess is as good as mine man <laughs> <laughs> you know i i wish i knew i think uh i've and i've i've heard someone say this before and it makes sense uh, you, you may have even said it too i, I think it's a it's a it's a situation of um, of an identity crisis. Yeah, most definitely. You know, and I think I think that's the core of it. I don't really think it's anything else. You know, mm-hmm. like people don't just wake up, you know, being a Christian, and then that day they they they, they wake up and think, you know, I want to know what my ancestors, you know, used to worship or how they used to worship rather mm-hmm. and what they used to practice or maybe maybe people do i don't know but i i feel like it's more of a process yeah and the more the more um like things happen in the world like mm-hmm. with the racism and the police brutality and you know the the more and more of these things happen the more and more people want to want to find some grounding in being black most definitely they want to find some identity in being black yeah you know and then there's the well you know white people are always saying go back to africa go back here go back there and it's like you know we probably would if we knew where we were coming from (laughs) yeah yeah so you know i think i think it's I, i think it's a it's a situation of an identity crisis um, that is a result of just the societal kind of impact that's going on, mm-hmm. um, that's fueling it rather. Um, but like I was telling someone, um, someone else, you know, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with trying to figure out who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? With the, yeah the DNA tests and all that, I don't really I have my reservations about those, but you know, if there's a way, a, a, a surefire, accurate way that we could pinpoint exactly, you know, where we come from, like, like great grandparents times 24, we can mm-hmm. figure that out mm-hmm. and then tap into where they came from. You know, I think that's awesome. I would love yeah. to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think, the line has to be drawn though is you know am i celebrating the culture or am i now adopting this culture and these traditions and these worship practices mm-hmm. as my own you know what i'm saying um and i think i think that's kind of where the the trouble comes i know i'm kind of going going a little nah. off from your question but no nah, that's good um and you answered it Right on the money, I would say. I think it's, you you know, in in the midst of what we're going through, you know, besides COVID, you have the social unrest, you know. Mm -hmm. George Floyd sparked that, and then you had Breonna Taylor, and you had several other incidents 
um, that led to the killing of an innocent black or brown person. And so I think I really want to say it really started to steamboat full speed, full throttle with uh, the Michael Brown killing with Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And that's when you started to find a lot more black millennials mm-hmm. pull away from the church. Mm-hmm. And so what happened was, you know, you had maybe some folks that are in the conscious community mm-hmm. who were at these rallies, who gave you a slice of bread, you know, that was from company called political and then when you wanted some more of that bread because it aligned with your political ideologies they gave you another slice Mm. called identity let me show Mm. you who you really are Mm. we go back to africa we originated this they stole everything you know we we have our hands and everything they stole our spirituality Mm -hmm. our religious systems they stole all of that from us they took it from us here let's look at these hieroglyphs and let me show you X, Y, and Z, you know, mm-hmm. knowing goodness well that they can't read them. <laughs> and you sitting there trying to explain to somebody else and like, okay, whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. And so that's when you started to see this, the influx on social media with these videos from unaccredited uh, uh, people, you know, maybe just got out of jail or didn't mm-hmm. even finish high school and you taking advice from them. You got memes. And I'm not knocking anybody for that. But I mean, when it comes to academics, you got to know research and you got to know peer right. review. Right. Um, people's credentials, uh, you know, so um, that that plays a major factor. But I think that's when it started was, you know, especially with black millennials trying to say, you know what, we're going to play the first in line game. Yeah like you would in kindergarten or, you know, I know I want to be last. I want to be the caboose. So I want to be the leader and you fighting over who's first. And so mm-hmm. in my opinion, I think it, it, what it seems like is who's first, but it's a lot of misfed information. Mm-hmm. And then it also makes the church take their mind solely out of heaven. Mm-hmm. Now, what I mean by that is that I remember some old church mothers would say, don't be so heavenly minded, you're no earthly good. You know, mm-hmm. you this is, a, this is a point in time where you just can't tell somebody because the Bible says, mm-hmm. you know, younger generations are going to fact check you. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's what, uh, what we would say Thomas generation. Thomas didn't doubt. Thomas just wanted some hard facts. Mm-hmm. Like, where you going? Oh, I'm going over there. Okay, well, let us all go and die with him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, oh, I don't know where you're going. And so they just wanted facts. But, you know, that's something that 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 burdens the pastor. I mean, mm-hmm. if if you don't have a youth minister, a youth pastor, you might want to get something, get somebody, get somebody that's hip to the street that can that can really talk to you about these things. I mean, you got uh, the Hebrew Israelites. Uh, they're making a hard push. Mm-hmm. Uh, the conscious community with uh, uh, comedics, um, you know, Egyptologists or whatever, you know, and that's mm-hmm. kind of a, a loose uh, term to put on them because they're not really Egyptologists, but, right. um, you know, more science temple and Wapians, you got a whole plethora. And then you have some that just the hodgepodge, mm-hmm. you know, I'm taking some from Yoruba, which is, you know, even though it's a um, actual people group, but there's a religion of that, mm-hmm. you know, uh, maybe t- taking some stuff from Santorini, which is a derivative of Yoruba, which is in Cuba. Yeah. You know, you have other subsets, which are in Brazil, Mexico, uh, certain Caribbean countries, Latin Caribbean, uh, Latin uh, Afro-Caribbean um, mm-hmm. with a mix of Latin or whatever, you know. Uh, so you got people going back to there and right. you don't know how to talk about it. You don't know how to, you know, like come Thanksgiving or Christmas and they come to you with this information. Like these were the, this is the religion of the ancestors. And, right. you know, some people just, oh, you know, ha, 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 and shy away from it. You know, oh, baby, we just going to pray for you. You know, you need to sit down and have a conversation and explain to them why I don't believe that. This is what the text teaches. And a lot right. of us are going awry with loved ones like that, with friends, is because we don't understand where it's at in the text. Mm-hmm. 
why the text speaks against it. Yeah. And I think the problem is what we're, what a lot of folks are having with the, the, where they can, where the contention with the Beyonce conversation of what's in her videos and the conversations that are taking place on social media uh, is the demonization of it. Uh That's the point where we need to walk through Mm. and have a conversation because you can have some pastors that say, Oh, ain't nothing wrong with it. She just making good music, but we don't see the imagery. Mm -hmm. We don't really stop. It's just like, so take, for instance, we take the Bible. And, and, you know, you can, you can, you can read, read a verse, just read it, you know, uh, class Psalm 23, just read the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not warn you pause. He made mm-hmm. me lie down. Green. You just read it, but you don't, you don't unpack that. Right. You know, um, but a responsible student or one that is really hungry will go beyond the words on the paper. Right. Why was it written? When was it written? Who was it written for? Mm-hmm. What was going on at that time? Mm-hmm. What inspired that person to write? Mm-hmm. And the same thing we have to ask of artists. Artists mm-hmm. are always inspired. Whether you paint a picture, you taking a picture like photography, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Van Gogh and all of those famous painters, Michelangelo and right. all, they were inspired. Right. Same with people shooting music videos today. They're inspired. What is that that is inspiring them is where the conversation takes place. Right. So I know I said a lot, but. No, no, no. That's good. Yeah. That's good. And it it makes sense. And even as you were talking and I kind of knew where you were going with it, you know, we, we, we don't unpack a lot of things that people say and do, you know, yeah. In, in any in any like sense of media you know movie mm-hmm. TV show yeah uh, well those are kind of one and the same but music anything that has a script you know I, I even recall um, I used to be in AP classes and I, I hated English all the way Smart through <laughs> I, I, I hated English all the way through high school because it's like when I read, I just read the words, like you said. Mm-hmm. I read the words. I just want to get through. And 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 as I've gotten older now, I've I've started to kind of change the way I comprehend things um, as I'm reading something. But you know, um, I, I recall in, in like the I think it was the twelfth grade. You know, we would have to read these books, mm-hmm. and we would have to um, you know break down the sentences and, and the words and the tone, the meaning, yeah. you know, just like what you said, who was this written to? Who was it written for? Um, where, where is it going? Um, you know, well, where are they going with it rather? And, and what, what message is being conveyed to us? Mm-hmm. And we have to do the same with, um, with music. We have to do the same with movie scripts. Truth be told, Hosea 4-6 hosts would like to thank all of those who listen to this podcast. With your continued support, the hosts stay inspired and encouraged to continue doing this ministry. If you are liking the content being put out, please consider donating to TBT Hosea 4-6 for more episodes to be recorded and released. To donate, you can make this contribution to TBT Hosea 4-6 Cash App or PayPal at paypal.me forward slash TBT Hosea 4-6. So, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you know, we have to do that with the Bible and then we have to do it with these, um, these songs and, and mm-hmm. these lyrics, everything has a meaning. And I, sure do. and I honestly feel, I mean, I mean, and it's even, it's even in research, you know, music, um, has a way of somehow, you know, um, for lack of better terms, I'm, I'm just going to use touching, touching your psyche. And it, you know, it, it, it plays with your emotions, your feelings. Mm-hmm. For example, Drake, there's a common joke that people say, every time I listen to Drake, I want to call my ex, what? you know, so, <laughs> 
You know what I'm saying? Oh, so yeah. I, I've I've seen I've seen that all the time on memes. I've seen people say it, and you know, we joke with things like that. But music really does do that. Yeah, yeah. So there's evidence in the Bible that you remember when Saul, yeah, the spirit came on Saul. Uh-huh. You know, you know, and with David some scholars, that yeah, harp. yeah. Mm-hmm. right. And I forgot what it's called. The is it called the four thirty two hertz? But it's an actual. I mean, this was known throughout the ancient Near East that certain chords could drive away evil spirits. Mm. You know, and so I, that's why I'm not. I'm saying I'm not. I mean, I haven't heard that about Drake, but I'm not surprised mm. as far as like people's like it makes me want to do stuff and. Mm-hmm. You know, I just get into the mood. You know, certain mm-hmm. certain music may want somebody to go out and kill somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, you get them right. lyrics that beat. This that's been known for for thousands of years. You know that music has power. Right, it's a way to communicate. I mean, it was also used to channel gods and ceremonies, and goddesses, whatever, whatever ceremony you have. They would, you mm-hmm. know, certain certain songs were played and, and certain things mm-hmm. were, were communicated, but yeah, it's a power with, with, with music. Mm-hmm. Um, let me ask you this. Do you think that we should demonize what's what, what, you know, and I'm not picking on Beyonce cause I mean, she's a music genius, you know, mm-hmm. her and her husband, but we're just talking about a lot with the millennials. Cause I don't, I don't think my, my point of contention was with several people I had this conversation with, I'm talking about older folks that just, mm-hmm. Oh no, she's, you know, she's good musically. You know, I, I saw a clip where this uh, young, young girl, Caucasian white girl, she was listening to the song. And as soon as Beyonce mentioned, she charged her crystals, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in the moon, home girl got hyped. She's like, Oh snap. I'm charging my crystals too. And we don't understand what that means. Right. You know, um, when when younger people talk about saging, mm-hmm. you know, sitting in the moon and charging your crystals and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this other stuff is should we demonize that or is it wrong for people to demonize it? What do you think? And I'll follow up behind you. So I want to I want to interject this real quick. Go ahead. Um, you know, some people are probably listening and thinking, man, these dudes starting to reach like talking about music going to kill themselves we're not saying that you're going to listen to beyonce you're going to go kill somebody or you're going to start charging up some crystals that's not what we're saying we're just kind of building the foundation of the impact of what music has on people um and i even shared this example and then i'll i'm gonna answer your question i had a conversation with a guy um one time and uh he was a worship leader i, I want to say he was a worship leader but he played the keyboard and um and, and and we're joking and laughing about something and then he says man you know once you get to playing that that e chord that sharp e chord mm-hmm. man that, that get people up and jumping in the church and i laughed about it you know he laughed about it and then he went on and said you got to time it right you know right you got to play that right note if you don't play the right note, they're not going to move. They're not going to jump. Mm-hmm. So you play that sharp E chord, man, they get to jumping, they get to shouting, they get to hollering. When he left, I thought about that thing. And I, and I was just thinking about how many times I've been in church. And it's like, it was always automatic at a specific mm-hmm. time when that pastor was like starting to close his message. The keyboardist walks out from the back, sits down, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Drink some water. <laughs> Get his fingers ready or her fingers ready. Uh-huh. Ding, ding, ding. And then, yeah, yeah. No one's screaming. No Mm -hmm. one's yelling. No one's saying anything throughout the entire sermon. Yeah. Moment that keyboard keyboard comes out and this pastor gets the the hollering. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm. You better preach, pastor. And then once he calms down, then... And they play that soft. Yeah, it's relaxing again. It's crazy, man. And it almost seems robotic, or it seems like it's like some manipulation going on. Yeah. But I um I, I said that to kind of go with what we what we were talking about before. But should we should we demonize um 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 things like this? Um or is it K to demonize it? Um 
I think I I want to say there's there's two extremes. Mm-hmm. There's one extreme where you can listen to something or you can watch something and you can just overdo it. You know, that's demonic, that's blah 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. like get rid of that, that's the demon, that's the devil. And then there's the other extreme where um you just don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah. At, yeah. Like at all. Yeah. And then there's the middle where I, I feel like that's the that's the right place to be. Some people might say it's not black and white. There's no gray mm. area. But I, I, I think there is a, a gray area. And it goes back to what you were saying, it's just um um rightfully dividing what you are listening to yeah and coming up with a sound conclusion mm-hmm. of what you just heard mm-hmm. a lot of times we can listen or watch something and it's it's like okay you know i mm-hmm. see what people were trying to say about it but it's not that serious but then when it comes to situations like beyonce or i even bring up another song um little little uzi vert it was some song who in the world out, you never heard of him? I heard. I mean, these. Let, let me. <laughs> when I was coming up, you know, I. I mean, I'm 33, so I'm on the the end or the older half of millennial. I think cut off like 35, which would be mm. my older brother. I mean, I'm hearing all these rappers' names, little <laughs> little Uzi Vert, Yachty. I'm just like, I don't. I'm out of touch, man. I kind of grew up in that '90s, early 2000 right. area. You know, I'm right. I'm AJ and Free 106 in Park. Old, right, right. You know, if you don't know who they are, you know, you're a little bit too young. You are too young. <laughs> little Uzi Vert, and then you look up his name is probably Larry Johnson. Exactly. <laughs> Something <laughs> Mumford. Bensley or something yeah. like that, something Uzi crazy. Ver- and there was one one dude I didn't even I heard of him before, but I remember he got deported. Was it last year? He was a British um, dude. Oh, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Um, Twenty One Savage. Yeah, yeah. I had um, no idea he was British. <laughs> they was like, yeah, the U.S. government, uh, U.S. Customs deporting. I was like, why is he getting deported? And he's like, he's a, he's. He's English. He's you, uh, you know, from England. Well, and to his defense, I want to say like his parents are like Haitian or oh, something. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah, so he declared citizenship over there. Right. Oh, so okay. Just to his defense, you know, it's like his parents are of some other nationality. I thought, he and might, maybe he they might. moved there, and then he was born there, and. I don't I don't know the situation. But I might walk up on boys that just swore the tights. <laughs> <laughs> like, yo, won't you just anywho. But um but uh Lil Lil Uzi Vert came out with this song. It's like all my friends are dead and I don't know, it's like I forgot what the name of that song was, but mm-hmm. you know, like and 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 um I used to I used to work for the Y. And with elementary school kids and they're like singing this song, you know, and mm-hmm. then my wife, she's a teacher. She'll, you know, come home and see these kids are singing this song. And I'm like, man, these lyrics are crazy, man. It's like all my friends are dead. Something, something, something like just some crazy stuff. Um, so it's like when you, when you rightfully divide these things and you listen to them mm-hmm. and you come up with a, you know, a, a sound conclusion. I think that's at the point where, and I, and I don't even know if I want to use the word demonize, but I mean, a lot of lyrics are demonic in the sense of um, what I think the message is portraying. Mm-hmm. You know, and then for little kids to sing, all oh, my friends are dead and suicide and it's like these things are being glorified. That's demonic to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. demonic. And people say, well, how is that demonic? You know, what, like, it's just music. But it's like when you have kids that are singing something that used to be negative in our eyes, how we saw it, like suicide and people dying and stuff, you know, I think it one desensitizes us 
and these kids. But then two, it's like, there has to be some type of spirit yeah. behind wanting to, uh, you know, um, glorify and desensitize us mm-hmm. to things that we should be mourning over, things that we should be sad over, but oh, we're singing never. along and yeah. and we're dancing and it's it's kind of weird for me. So I, I think, I don't know if that answered your question, but I think that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Yeah, let me, let me say, I can't remember. I think it was Snoop Dogg that may have said this and he noticed with a lot of, you know, with um, NWA, Tupac, that whole, um, that whole set of, uh, what was Suge Knight's record label? Death Row. Death Row. He said, I noticed, he said, I had to change it up. He said, I noticed all of them were singing about death. He said, a lot mm. of my homeboys were rapping about death. He said, a lot of them ended up mm. dead. Mm. So, um, mm. I, I wish I can pull that clip up. I have to find that clip. But, you know, that goes back to saying maybe there's some, there's something behind it, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and I, I agree with you that, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's wise for you to stand in the middle mm-hmm. and investigate. Mm-hmm. I was, I was talking with uh, my wife um, and we talking about, you know, how do you, how do you take when, uh, you know, people say what well, the Lord told me to tell you and, I hear the spirit of the Lord say this, and, you know, I said, you know, I said, the scripture is plain. I think it's Deuteronomy 19. It tells us what to do when somebody gives you a word, you know, but it's supposed to be a prophecy. He said, you, you wait until it comes to pass, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, so everything that we should, we should look at as Christians, I'm not speaking for everybody. You know, if you're not a Christian, I'm not speaking, you know, this right. advice you weigh everything against the text. The mm-hmm. problem is the biblical illiteracy today is sky high. So we don't know how to mm. walk through it properly. That's a strong claim. What you mean by biblical illiteracy? People aren't well-versed. You don't know your mm. Bible. You would rather be told what the Bible says than go and read the Bible for yourself. Mm. It's an issue when I see a pastor on social media Posting stuff from a guy named I'm Hotep. Mm. A meme mm. at that. <laughs> well, don't you see how they got the heads and the eyes and the mouth on the walls here in Egypt? And don't you see over here, over there, man, we the real people. That ain't telling me nothing. Where's the book? Give oh. me the book. Like Brother Berean said, give me the book. I want to, let's get to the book. But see, and to, to that point, even even you saying that, is problematic for a lot of black millennials. I mean, I would even say people in general, but really black millennials. It's problematic to say, you know, just give me the book, line it up with the text. A lot of them don't want to read. You know, I mean, you know, you and I read, of course I read, you can't, I mean, my wife already knows, she, (laughs) hey, you know, I'm, I got summer hours on my job, you know, praise God. So Fridays I'm off super early. So I come, I go to YY, shout out to YY, you know, trying to sponsor, get my cup of coffee <laughs> and I come home and I'm on chill mode. I'm reading. I mean, I just, I just finished, um, Dr. Heiser's book on demons. Like I may take some time because I fill that book up with notes. <laughs> I don't play around because it's not, I don't, that's how I ingest the book. I think, uh, J.P. Moreland talks about that in a book called Love Your Guy With All Your Mind. He said the best way you're going to comprehend stuff when you read is the connection between a pen in your hand, the, mecha- uh, the mechanics of that, and the connection with the brain. You're going to start mm. memorizing stuff, right? Mm. But a lot of people don't want to read. You'll rather go and look at a meme, you know, get that information off of YouTube. And I'm not knocking videos on YouTube because you can find scholarly sources on YouTube. Right. It's who is it coming from? Right. Because somebody says I'm a historian, but they don't have a PhD behind their name. Right. They're not a historian. Mm. You got to fact check them. You know what I'm saying? And that's the issue that we're having is that we'll rather be spoon fed this information. I mean, when I see people standing up in the church, holding up books, you know, that 
that are not supported factual. Like we're the original, the, uh, um, the black people are the original Hebrews. They're holding up books like that. I mean, I'm not starting to debate on that, but if that's not what you ascertain to, mm-hmm. then why are you holding that up in the church? Mm-hmm. You know, because in my opinion, you don't know how to defend the text. Mm-hmm. And so this is the problem that we're having when we're, this is why we get into so many arguments on Facebook, on Instagram. I'm not talking about everybody. I'm talking about some people. The one stuff that I've seen is because we don't know where to start at in the Bible. Right. So when I see um, things through, you know, if, you know, talking to the dead, mm-hmm. necromancy, you know, you, you speaking to the dead. Right. Um. Uh, whatever you you. You know, paying homage to whatever God in some other way. My thing is okay. This is where, in my worldview as a Christian, right? My worldview is to go back to the Old Testament, and let's right. let's walk from there and unpack occult practices that Deuteronomy eighteen speaks against. Yeah. It's chalk field throughout there. And then you understand, okay, why did it speak against this stuff is because of what, mm-hmm. you know, uh, because they, they, all right. So you have Sheol in the old Testament. Mm-hmm. Okay. Everybody and everything was in Sheol, dark yeah. spirits, evil spirits. When you died, you went to Sheol. Yeah. So it's forbidden the contact because you didn't know what Elohim disembodied spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Yahweh, God, the most high is an Elohim. Mm-hmm. But no other Elohim is God. Right. Just like God has multiple sons, small s is the Bene Elohim, but no other Bene Elohim is Jesus Christ. The King mm-hmm. James kind of renders that bad with the only begotten. Right. The Greek says that if you read the Greek or uh, trans transliterated from the Greek, it's most unique, one of a kind son. Mm-hmm. Separates him from the pack. Mm-hmm. But I'm going back to the Old Testament to show you they were warned not to contact the dead because you didn't know who you were coming in contact with. Right. Which now, let's come back in 21st century, shows us how faulty we know the spiritual world, the Mm -hmm. unseen realm. Mm -hmm. You know, if we know it at all, if you know it at all. And some people look at you like, man, what in the world? It's in your (laughs) Bible. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of weird stuff in the Bible, like what Dr. Heiser said. If it's weird, it's important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, so that's why I'm at is that's why I stand and say, okay, in my worldview, this is why that is wrong. Mm-hmm. Now, am I demonizing demonizing other guys? Then we need to unpack what demons are, what right. evil spirits are, unclean right. spirits, where they come from. Is that what they're worshiping? Are possibility if we look at the deuteronomy 32 worldview that these are the other gods allotted to the nations mm-hmm. from tower of babel of course it was 70 nations but you know it's kind of faulty to believe it, i mean they didn't know about you know america australia um chile guatemala but right. as the world expands these entities were placed over these nations so perhaps maybe they're they are these are the other gods the scripture talks about because God, it would not be in the Decalogue. Do not have any other God before me if there were no other gods. Mm. If there were no other gods, why would he put that in there? Mm-hmm. You know, they believed that these entities were real. Right. You know, that the gods of the Canaanites, Mesopotamians, right. uh, those in Ugarit, Mari, Ebula, uh, the Assyrians, mm-hmm. Egyptians, uh, those in uh, Sudan would be present day, Ethiopia, all, all of that. All of them were real. Mm-hmm. These were the sons of God that God put over um, these nations. And Deuteronomy talks about that he put these lesser beings over these nations and then they end up rebelling. Mm-hmm. Then you go to Psalms 82. Ye are gods. Mm-hmm. And he stands in the midst of the council, takes a seat, and he judges them mm-hmm. for what? Unjust practices right? Abusing people. And on top of that, because they stole, they was, they, they basically, I don't say so, but they, they rebelled against God, mm-hmm. you know? And so then that comes back to witchcraft. What, what it talks about, I think it's either first Samuel, second Samuel, that witchcraft is, re- is rebellion. 
But I think why a lot of people have problems, and I'm not, again, I'm not picking on Beyonce. I'm just speaking from what we have been seeing. Otherwise, we wouldn't pay it no mind. Why a lot of Christians are having issues is because we heard when they first came out. I remember when Destiny's Child was more than just Beyonce, Kelly, right. and um, Homegirl that went gospel. Um, Michelle. It was, Michelle. It was four of them. It was four of them. Uh-huh. Right? All of them went to the same church, if I ain't mistaken. They were Methodists. Uh-huh. But from that point to the point that we're at today, we never heard of a, I'm not Christian no more. Right. That's the, that's the problem that folks are having. Right. And so I know I said a lot there, but that's where I'm at with you on the gray area. Okay. Let's, let's pause here. I'm not going to automatically demonize. I'm going to show you in my worldview why that's wrong. Right. Because they, they, they viewed the moon uh, as an entity, the stars, you know, as beings, uh, the sun, all of that, you know, uh, Amun Ray, Amun Ra, that's a play on word. I think Amun Ra, that's the Egyptian, but Amun Ray, um, would be the Hebrew for evil. Mm-hmm. So they were basically calling Amun Ra, the Hebrews were calling Amun Ra evil mm-hmm. when they say Amun Ray. So there's a lot of polemic polemical angles that you can take with the old testament but that's where i'm at i'm at at that point with you about i'm not going to automatically demonize because a lot of people have left the faith right because we could not sit down and explain to them and walk them through the text oh no that's demonic i ain't even gonna have nothing to do with that right you know no, sit down. You sitting there watching movies with sex scenes and exactly. all type of cursing. <laughs> it's yeah, awesome. yeah. You, you know, you jumping off in some young girl's inbox, or you know, uh-huh. uh, we ain't go there. But you know, I mean, that's the point. That's why I'm saying there's a lot of biblical illiteracy. Is mm-hmm. you know, we're not taking the time to sit down mm-hmm. and unpack the Bible for what it understand. You know, like I was telling my wife, I said, listen, I said. The last word in the Bible is what? Amen. In the book of mm-hmm. Revelation. I know somebody with a tattoo, Revelations. And I was like, you know you spelled that wrong. <laughs> and with Psalms, plural. And I was like, you know you spelled that wrong too. Anywho, um, is amen. We're like 1900 year, 1900, maybe 50, 60 years removed from that word. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to consider the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. multiple millennia removed from the Old Testament. So you have a lot of bridges to cross mm-hmm. to get to where we at. You know, a good sermon, I tell my wife, I said, you want to preach you a good sermon? Bend that thing to Calvary. Mm-hmm. Bend it, that's all you got to do, bend it back to Calvary. Any Baptist priest say, yo, old doc, bend that back to Calvary. Ah, he died. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to put him back on the cross. He died, buried on the third day. Ah, he rose and like you said hit that chord they going up oh jesus uh-huh. oh jesus you know they going up in that jump you know <laughs> but it's multiple bridges you have to cross okay what was going on in this time period mm-hmm. what influenced them to write that you know and that's not we're not unpacking that we're giving them oh uh, you know you get saved and god's gonna give you a million dollars jesus loves you yeah you know he loves you, he loves welcome you, him into your heart yeah, you ain't gonna have no problems when you get saved. That's a that that's a lie from the pit of hell. Mm-hmm. In fact, there's some people that testify, man, I ain't never had this many problems. Why? Why haven't you had these problems? It's because you gotta understand what the text talks about. What is spiritual warfare? Is not you going out picking a fight with the enemy. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm going out here looking for some spirits to cast out. No, spiritual warfare is you spreading the gospel. You doing missions. You doing evangelism. You feeding mm-hmm. the hungry. You clothing the naked. You telling people about Jesus, that's spiritual war, but that's why you have problems. Mm-hmm. The kingdom of, of heaven or the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. Mm-hmm. That's what that means. Matthew, was it Matthew 11 and 12? Sounds about right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> drop the comments if y'all, <laughs> it is wrong, but you know, we're not unpacking the text mm-hmm. and that's the issue that people have. Hey, Pastor, you know, I've been looking at something. I've been looking at the news, man. They talking about UFOs. Oh, man, that's demonic. Well, he walk away, and next thing you know, the dude's in a full-blown cult. Right. Because they, they told him some... Someone some, answered their question, his question. Exactly. Hey, Doc, what you think about um, 
you know, Egypt, you know, I mean, you know, we may be the, we may be the Egyptians. No, you're not. Your ancestors are from the West coast of Africa. Mm-hmm. Man, they gave us Christianity when we got over here. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Do you see if you have Congolese blood in you? Mm-hmm. Maybe even if you have blood from the Mali empire, your ancestors were probably more likely Islamic. Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> they don't want to hear that one. No, they don't. And that's a part of research. But go ahead, bro. I know I've been spewing and spewing. No, no, no. You good. And it's you just got my, my mind rolling. And that's that's the I think that's that's the part where it, it just kind of brings me back to this identity crisis. Like we and when I say we I'm speaking of black people in general, we mm-hmm. want to feel important we want to feel like we have some culture that we have some some uh some some roots and some grounding some foundation like like uh i I seen someone post on facebook one day um they they said something about how white like racist white people might say go back to africa Mm -hmm. and it's like well you know where your grandmother was from you know where your great-grandparents were from they were from ireland so you have that luxury to just easily say, I'm going to pack up and I'm going to go to Ireland and go to the village where my people grew up. Right. But we don't have that. Right. So now when we get in these situations where we have these music artists, these big major music artists glorifying something that resembles what we could be tied to, we mm-hmm. want that. Yeah. We want that. So yeah. we don't we don't look at you know, well, how does this impact my current faith? If you are a Christian, you know, like what, what kind of, you know, um, I guess for, for lack of better words, you know, where do I go to from here now? And I think that's where a lot of people are, you know, and they're starting to get into, well, let me actually study Christianity. Let me actually break this down. And like you said earlier, they're getting on YouTube. They're mm-hmm. picking up books. Um, and a lot of these books were just, and that's, this is one thing, just to, just to slide this in there. Anyone can write a book, can post a video, Amen. and not present accurate, truthful yep. information. I'll say that again. Yep. I, I, I'll put it this way. I can write a book on marriage Mm -hmm. and seem like a professional like i know everything about marriage Mm -hmm. and put it out there people read this book they getting divorced left and right people's marriages are, 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 are breaking down because of this book you wouldn't know it but just because you read it and you digested the information and you took it for what it is now you have this situation where you don't really know what's true you know mm-hmm. what I mean? You exactly. You just took in all this information, but it's like, like what's really true? And I, and and that's that's a problem for me, you know. Um, but kind of go back to my point. My point was, um, you know, people are picking up books. They're they're watching videos, mm-hmm. and you, you can't just do that. You have to be careful. Yeah. You know, even if even if the book is published, a a good publisher won't just publish any book. Say that. <laughs> They're going to make sure that mm-hmm. your information is, cool. is accurate, yes. correct, truthful. Yes. Now, the thing is, a lot of times when you get books that are biased and written, you know, leaning to the left, for example, a book that's, that's talking about how Christianity took a lot of what it believes from uh kemeticism right Mm -hmm. you could pick up a book on that and they're going to list all of these reasons why christianity took everything from from the the uh from kemet yeah you're gonna be like dang that's crazy i didn't know that it makes sense look at that look how they piece that together and of course it's gonna make sense Mm -hmm. but then you have to say okay where they get this information from and I even say this, a good book will have, whenever they list something in quotes or they post information mm-hmm. that's not theirs, I'm going to have a little number or letter 
at the end of that quote. Footnote. A footnote. You flip yeah. to the back of the book, you see where they got it from, Dr. So-and-so, from this journal, from this mm-hmm. study, mm-hmm. from this book. They, they, you know, they study and yeah. they're getting this information from people who know what they're talking about. Exactly. You can pick up that book about Kemet, you don't see any of those. No. Where's information coming from? Yeah. But it's so, I feel like it's so, so much easier to accept that information because, like I said, people want to feel like, Black people want to feel like we have some foundation. We have some, somewhere where we can, something that we can say that's ours. Yeah. And I, I feel like kind of going, going back to a brother we know, you know, Christianity is ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say this too about, about research. If you come quoting Wikipedia, boy, bye. You know, girl, buy too. Don't don't come. Anybody can go on Wikipedia and change information. Right. You know. Exactly. That's the purpose of us saying get a book. I don't care if it's a hard copy, hard copy, soft copy, or digital copy. Right. All right. Now, what Jamal's talking about is is footnotes, in notes, or chapter notes. Right. Where you like he's saying you read a sentence and somebody's quoting somebody, or watch this, they paraphrase and you mm-hmm. still put a footnote yep and you list the credentials you get you get the author's name the book name uh page number where the source is at and some will go to the capacity and write even more next to the footnote yep. you know that's that's academic that's what you that's what you want you know mm-hmm. um because you know you're um if you're writing a book the contract may not allot you uh, that many pages. They may say, no, nah, we, we agree for you 250 pages. You got 300, 400, 500 pages. So they'll put some in the footnotes, you know, mm-hmm. where you can go and find that source. Hey, look, Dr. Such and Such specializes in the Raphaim and uh, the Greco-Roman gods connection. Mm-hmm. Go check that book out. Or right, here's further, here's further sources on that. Right. You know, that that's good but like you know like you were saying i mean and it's not just with comedics is anybody you know i mean you can find it with um european authors like like for instance what's that dude uh cursey graves uh-huh. world 16 crucified saviors uh-huh. that was the go-to bill meyer when he did that uh documentary yeah. religion whatever mm-hmm. you know and he went to uh um the Holy Land down in Florida, he was like, well, your bio was floating around for thousands of years before you even showed up. He was talking to the, the actor playing Jesus. Uh-huh. And he quoted that Cursey Graves. Wow. And I think even a little bit Zeitgeist, mm, yeah. you know, was quoting. That's like, you still see that stuff floating around. It's like, dude, you're not, you, you just told me you ain't done no research, man. Like, that is not an issue for scholars of antiquity, and I'm talking about <clears throat> Greco-Roman history, ancient Near Eastern history, and I'm not talking about Christian scholars. I'm talking about atheist scholars. I'm talking about um, agnostic, non-Christian. Uh, they can be whatever else, but they, they might study the New Testament as an academic discipline. They might study right. the Old Testament academic right. discipline, uh, Second Temple Judaism, Greco-Roman history. Ancient, they specialize in this. Those are the ones that have the initials behind the name, hold university chairs, right. department chairs. They teach in university colleges. That's not an issue for them. They they don't they're not bothered by that. But this is so profound on the internet, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it, it's making its way into all sorts of avenues that you didn't think it was there, that Jesus didn't exist. That's, that's false. I mean, it's too many historical records outside of the Bible mm-hmm. for Jesus' existence. Mm-hmm.